This is the today's the twelfth day of Christmas and the final day of the Christmas season. So tomorrow you can take the tree down. <laughs> um, it's good to see everybody back after the holidays. Let us remember the words of Psalm 118, 22 to 24. The same stone that the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. On this day the Lord has acted. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Satisfied with the goodness of God. What were the three most satisfying experiences you've had over the past month? Or actually, I guess since this is the first Sunday of 2020, we could say over the last year. In 2019, what were some of the most satisfying moments in your life? What are the top three experiences you dream about getting to do someday that'll just make the world right? It'll be so good. It'll be so fulfilling and satisfying to you. Back in 1965 and the years following, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards made a lot of money singing, I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> and uh, in 2004, Rolling Stone magazine placed, I can't get no satisfaction as number two on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. So evidently that song hit a chord with a lot of us Based upon the uh, addiction so prevalent in our culture today, obvious from the booming industries of social media, use of porn, uh, abuse of alcohol and other substances, and the never-ending construction of more personal storage space, <laughs> most of us today are not finding very much satisfaction either. Today's reading from Jeremiah chapter 31 ends with, And my people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Let's think about that. The goodness of God. I hope I never tire of get, telling you about the goodness of God. I, I trust that for me the realization of the importance of Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. I believe the realization of the pr prominence of this scripture was in some part the answer to the prayer I've been praying for almost 20 years. Lord, send out your light and your truth that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill, to your dwelling, Psalm 43.3. I have a very high level of confidence that a, that a valid and possibly one of the best understandings of what the things above are are contained within the three concepts of truth, beauty, and goodness. I'm so thankful for Wayne pointing out to us in his recent sermon that when Moses asked God to show him his ways and then he goes on and said specifically, show me your glory. In Exodus 33, God's answer was, 
I will make my goodness pass before you. In one way of looking at it, I believe the entirety of the story of Scripture is the story of the goodness of God. The story of our redemption from the fall, God's plan of salvation from before the beginning of time does not center around the choices and actions of man. God's story of reconciliation centers around the actions taken by God to save us. The story revealed in Scripture is one of God rescuing the underdog, the weaker tribe, the enslaved people from the powerful and dominating nations. Someone recently said that every sermon should focus upon the actions of God and not focus on the actions that scriptures clearly exhort man to do. It's God that redeems. God restores. God makes level the highways. God sends rain upon dry ground. God revives. God heals. He ransoms. He provides. God breaks the chains. God loves. Does this mean our choices and our actions don't matter? As Paul said, may it never be. No. What we choose and the actions we take has tremendous consequences upon our lives and our children's lives and our community. But we do not make choices and do things in order to win God's favor. We strive to make the right choices as revealed in Scripture because we trust that God has our best interest in mind and has guided us and led us in the right things to do. When we choose to obey, we experience the greatest degree of the abundant life possible by, while living here in this world of darkness and shadows. I believe the Scriptures teach us that every good thing we have or that we experience is a gift from our Father in Heaven. One of the purposes of these good gifts is they give us a glimpse of what God has in store for us. They reveal the character of God and what He is like. I am convinced that when we step out of this cold, dark world into the glorious light of being in God's presence, it may be something akin to the special effects of going into warp speed on Star Trek, only more so. I believe every sensation we're capable of experiencing here on earth will be multiplied many times over. And just like many of the versions of the superheroes created in the mind of the God-given imagination of men, we will have greater, who have greater superhuman abilities, our capacity for experiencing the wonder and joy and beauty of God will be beyond anything that we can conceive of now. If you've heard any news this morning, you've probably come to church somewhat concerned or troubled or downright scared. The reports of drone attacks by the U.S. and Iraq and the retaliation of already of one terrorist attack of a U.S. base in Kenya with the promise of many more attacks is a, 
is a cause for much prayer. Homeland security has raised the level of the threat of terrorist attacks here in the U.S. as a result. Regardless of our politics, we have to learn from Scripture that the use of violence and force always produces more violence and force. Lasting peace will not be achieved and will never be achieved through the use of violence and force. Just as Jesus taught us in the Sermon on the Mount and many other teachings. Our best response to the news of violence and death here in this world and all around us is trust. Trust in our Father in Heaven. Trust in the only perfect Father and in His goodness. I believe that the, the frequency for the need of pharmaceutical remedies for high blood pressure or, or anxiety, the growing number of people of all ages seeking professional therapy due to the increased level of anxiety that's almost out of control, and just the overall feverish level of constant motion in our society would be reduced significantly if we discovered what it means to put our trust in our perfect Father in heaven. When we realize that the ways of our King are not like the ways of the kings and the leaders of this world, and that the kingdom of God is growing, Sandra and I watched a documentary the other night. It was astounding. It was amazing about the move of God among the women in Iraq. Yes. Iraq, yeah. Hundreds of women are coming to faith in Christ and becoming leaders of, of uh, house churches in Iraq. Iran. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Iran. Anyway, they, they risk their life, their, their family's lives by doing so. Uh, but it's, it's uh, praise God for what's happening. And the kingdom of God will continue to grow until the promised return of Christ. Of that we can rest assured. Only God can provide what we're seeking. Only He can truly satisfy those desires that we have. He created us with, it, with those desires. Some of them may have been swollen, some may have become perverted, but the core of our desires are gifts from God that will lead us to Him and prepare us to know Him. May we put our trust in Him. May we put our trust and our hope in His goodness. Let us cease striving and rest in the promise that God is enough. He is all we need and only He can satisfy each and every desire that we have. And that is His desire as well. Verses 11 to 14 from Jeremiah 31 and the New King James Version reads, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of one stronger than he. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, streaming to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and new wine and oil, for the young of the flock and the herd, their souls shall be like a well 
watered garden and they shall have sorrow no more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance and the young men and the old together for I will turn their mourning to joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice rather than sorrow. I will satiate the soul of the priests with abundance and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness says the Lord. Amen. Let's stand together and proclaim our common faith in the Nicene Creed on page 3.